you, Brother Caleb Sanson. Somebody just clap your hands again to Jesus. Wonder one more time, could you put your heart in your hands? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name, Hashem, together. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, he's wonderful counselor, mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, he that was and is, and so shall ever be. Woo! Amen, amen. Look at your neighbor right now with the Pentecostal grin and tell him, I'm glad I'm one of them. <laughs> oh, born again of the water and of the spirit, tongue talker. Amen, aisle running, hand lifting. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Samson. Thank you, musicians and singers. My, we've already just been to some church. Hallelujah. I think we read it some time back, brother, in uh, the book of uh, uh, Deuteronomy. Amen. How that it's a song and a sermon that the Lord wanted them to remember in the end of it all. Before Moses went to Mount Nebo and took his last breath, he was reiterating to them song and sermon. Put this in a song and write it down like a sermon. Hallelujah. Isn't that what we're doing right now? Every service, song and sermon, sermon and song. Look at your neighbor say, song and sermon, sermon and song. Stars and sands and sands and stars. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Help us sing this chorus that says, Oh God of my salvation, you are the rock that moves me. And I wonder if you could just cross a couple of boundaries shake five six seven and a half hands again and tell somebody he's my rock he's my rain he's my revival oh god of my salvation you are the rock that moves me you are the rain that fills my soul wherever life seems heavy i know you're more than ready to come and make my sing that song of prayer he's my rock and my rain he's my rock and he's my rain he's my high and he's my low hallelujah Woo. somebody say he is who he says he is 
Amen. He's not alongside Mary on some dusty shelf somewhere. He's not a fat belly Buddha sitting somewhere in some Middle Eastern or Asian area. We're not burning candles to something that doesn't move, but is president and resident in this house. Hallelujah. He's the God of the universe. Somebody say yes. He's Malekalom. Amen. He's the king of the universe tonight. Please remain standing if you will. We're going to be going to the word of the Lord. And I apologize for not singing too much tonight. I warned Sister Lolik, it seems like the voice is just not wanting to sing pretty songs. <laughs> so we can do some raspy preaching. Is that all right? Hallelujah. But um, my, I love my lovely lady. I appreciate How about Sister Lolik? How many just appreciate her singing and giving and loving? Amen. She's my best friend. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm just going to spill some beans not too long ago. I just got her a little card. Amen. And the whole name on the card was friendship. Friendship. And it was an acronym for different things. And just wrote a little bit of something in there. And, but I wanted to just remember. Amen. That beyond my wife and my life. And, amen. Different things like that. That most of all, she's my friend. And my make, make that one you love your friend. Hallelujah. Here we go with marriage seminar stuff again. <laughs> Maybe we're just itching to do a marriage seminar. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, amen. Just thank God for this church. Amen. We just love you so much. And thank you for letting us feel like we're right at home. Am I speaking to some of these young people in even the vestibule last night? And amen and others that we bump into and some of these great couples and elders and shaking hands and doesn't matter how long you've been here it could have been 20 years could have been 20 days amen but we're just so thankful for you thank you for your prayers and appreciating the word of the lord brother i'm no high tech kind of preacher you brother you've got a bird's eye view right here i'm not preaching from some ipad i something but my i got i got notes sprawled out over here just a little unprofessional amen uh, others brother i can get just 50 percent of the way toward tech and then i lean back toward the paper praise the lord but uh, there's something about it amen but so thank you thank you for loving us i'm going to pray for blue sun Ministries. So I'm going to do that. Amen. We need your prayers. And we thank God for this, the miles and the smiles and the church assemblies. Amen. And God's been so good to us. So good. I'm calculating, amen, somewhere around, amen, 30 years of evangelism right in there and practically full time, uh, amen, in totality. It almost seems like yesterday. It really does. I remember, brother, in our 85, in our 1985, Cavalier two-door white sunroof kind of coupe and I had brother not this smaller line six amp I had a it was called a PV deuce with two 12-inch black widow speakers and the magnets amen if you dip those down in the ocean it could have anchored the Titanic amen it was big I could barely lift it brother even when I was 22 years old hallelujah but uh Amen. I just remember all of that. And I want to just say, don't ever underestimate what God's going to do through you, to you. If you'll just continue to give your hands and your feet and your heart to him. So keep on keeping on. How many appreciate one another? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Love you, brother and sister Samson. 
thank you for being our friends. Hallelujah. My, we just got kind of an inside joke. Sometimes we'll go to that uh, good old subway just down the road and we'll get that good old protein bowl. So we, we've already talked about it being bowling. We're going bowling tonight. That means we're going to have a protein bowl at Subway. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm just not forgetting those things. We're going to call them and say, you won't go bowling. Hallelujah. Amen. So just, just awesome. How many appreciate Brother Caleb and Sister Samson, Caleb, Brother and Sister Zach. Uh, amen. God bless them. And uh, just all of the ministry that's here. We honor you tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Love you. Sunday school department leaders, ushers, sound tech, amen, screen tech. And uh, we can't thank God enough for all of you. We appreciate it so much. Table in the vestibule. Anybody interested? There's still some things out there. I know there's side doors that others, and we could almost roll it over there. But if you have a moment, there's some free material. There's podcast information. Uh, amen. And there is Israel information. Uh, we're probably going to book flights tomorrow for that. Uh, amen. They're already talking to me that if the Lord will, uh, it's good to get on board anyway. Because when it calms down, Lord willing, uh, amen, it's good already have that ready uh very confident for next year already next fall so i'm not sure but feel free grab that uh there's some other uh material back there that i pray will be a help and an assistance to you prayer journal cds amen zion's lion uh amen it's kind of an organic guitar cd with one single song on yep i think it's by way of an offering of five dollars so if you don't like it you can always use it for a frisbee praise the lord uh, so there it is but feel free to touch base before you walk out the door thank you so much uh, amen help us as we're going all the way to the book of genesis chapter number 35 and here we go again with some old testament scripture hallelujah uh, we're going to be diving into the new testament in just a little bit uh, don't get me wrong even in my personal study i'm reading the book of matthew right now so we do read the new testament hallelujah uh, amen but uh, I, I just feel the seamless 66 whole tree theology. God bless every visitor. Thank you for coming tonight. I pray that, amen, you were blessed abundantly before you leave here. Brother, I, we could call this cap night. We could call capping it off. We could call, uh, amen, this is uh, the end of so-called revival or series of services. But it's really just the beginning. Amen. Because there's 48 more to go till June. Pentecost. Brother, you know what I'd like... You know what I'd like to feel or see, brother. I, I know we did this with our church because I'm just a little involved with the feast just because, uh, amen, we exemplify uh, Passover with communion. We exemplify, uh, amen, Resurrection Day, uh, amen, uh, we would call, um, amen, just the empty tomb. But so if I could, I, I'd like to say on the day of Pentecost because there's a Pentecost Sunday. Uh, when we passed it, brother, we put it on the screen. We, we put Mount Sinai on the screen the fire the falling the anniversary that he no longer writes it on stone but he writes it on our hearts and we invite the city amen we're having pentecost sunday so by faith brother it's 50 at 50 praise god is that all right somebody say hallelujah amen amen this is 86 isn't it amen where i passed your brother the street or the highway was 156 we had long sleeve t-shirts, all kinds of stuff that says, we get our kicks on 156. I'd like to see it. Young people, you ought to wear something on the back. We get our kicks on 86. <laughs> Amen. Is that all right? Wow, I'm getting carried away, brother. Amen. 
I, I ought to be your promotions administrator. <laughs> Amen. Genesis chapter number 35. Amen. I'm looking at verse number 9. And God appeared unto Jacob again. And we came out of Pandanaram and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob, and the name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty, Elohim El Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply. Nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins from you, Jacob. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it, and thy seed, and after will I give the land. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. And as God did what he did, now Jacob set a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil, amen, thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel, 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 the house. That's that Beit, Beit Lechem, house of bread, Bethel, house of God. And so if I could, I, I, I want to minister just for a moment, just for here, and I'm not going to try to hold you real, real, real long tonight. Hallelujah. But if I could, I want to preach in your hearing, amen, simply red stained stones. That when we leave here tonight, we have red stained stones. Amen. How am I going to help the preacher preach just a little bit? That's about half of you. How about the rest? <laughs> Could we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Father, we thank you. Amen. God, you're the exceedingly and the abundantly. You're the mighty King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord, for heaven sent revival, <laughs> for touching bodies and minds and spirits. God, for helping us, God, filling us and thrilling us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost again and again. God, help this preacher tonight. God, we receive what we have need of. We leave, God. Amen. In celebration and the joy of the Lord be in our strength. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, we give them the highest praise. Somebody say, hallelujah. Could you place your Bibles down? Clap your hands fervently unto the Lord. Somebody, that's it. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Could you say right on time, all the time, every time? Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm going to help that preacher preach. Could you do it? Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Just because you're Pentecostal, could you clap your hands one more time to Jesus? Woo. Hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he marvelous? Amen. The Ichach is in this place. The I am that I am is president and resident. I thank the Lord, brother, that we don't have to, as it were, amen, dance around an altar. As if it were from nine o'clock to noon. Amen. That we begin to cut ourselves with lancets, knives, because he's not answering. But our God answers prayer. 
It's the Cornelius effect. That is, if it were a heathen centurion, Amen, would begin to offer, would begin to give, would begin to live the lifestyle as if he were a believer. <clears throat> and all that he could muster and all that he knew, Amen, he didn't fail to give God the glory and to build, yes, to build that memorial of prayer every day. So how much more should we, as Holy Ghost filled apostolics, give nothing less than our anointed best, a life given to prayer, the morning prayer, the noon prayer, the evening prayer, amen. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. <laughs> I want to be without excuse. I want to be, brothers, if it were, amen, very crystal clear in my Christian character that when they see me, they say Jesus. That when they look at me, amen, they look into the eyes of the lion of the tribe of Judah. They can dip their hands, amen, in the mane and feel the power of the paw. That somehow, amen, they would look past my human veil. And then, brother, my base nature or my flesh would never eclipse the treasure that God has given me on the inside. <clears throat> How many want to keep praying? James said it this way, brother, hallelujah. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hebraically speaking there, that would be the word chavanah, amen, which means a great intent and fervency. No wonder he said, amen, in the Greek and then English, amen, the effectual, fervent prayer, chavanah, amen, that means with everything that you have. I know, brother, there are times when I pray, I'm so worn out, I'll fall asleep 15 minutes later. <clears throat> Amen. But I'll get up praying yet again, thanking the Lord for the little Holy Ghost nap. Amen. Wherever I am, brother, whatever the situation, amen, I still want to be fervent in my prayer. I want to be intentional, amen, where God leads me. Brother, if I could say, and I feel like saying this right now, that the key to a continuity, amen, to the arrest, the attention of the throne room is going to be intentional prayer from the lighthouse, from the top to the bottom. Somebody's going to have that, find that place of prayer and never let go. Look at your neighbor say, pray, pray, pray. <laughs> oh, could you clap your hands again to Jesus? Oh. Hallelujah. So I go, brother, and I don't want to use a lot of time building foundation, and I like to do that. I really do. I like to draw in historicity, amen, the complexity of that which surrounds the very chapter that we're diving into tonight. But I want to, amen, look, of course, you've got the lineage of the patriarchs. You've got Abraham, Yitzhak, and now Yaakov. And Jacob's life is one of tossing and turmoil. You could say, brother, that he's the seven-year Jacob's trouble in advance. Amen. Amen. He's the one brother that had marital situations and battles. Uh, who wouldn't, amen, call it a battle when you got the wrong one you've waited seven years for. <laughs> amen. And there was in-law trouble. Amen. Where Levan, amen, Levan, his father-in-law became a quick outlaw. Amen. As he would uh, juxtapose in every instance Amen, even threatening his rams and lambs. And of course, Jacob used the 
stick peeling trick, <clears throat> amen, to turn the situation around. Brother, he had finance situations and wages that were due to him, amen. The deceiver got deceived. <clears throat> there were accusations, amen, made when, amen, his wives would hide, amen, the teflin or the gods, amen, under their camel saddles, <clears throat> amen. So he dealt with accusations in the family. When his brother was against him and out to get him, so he thought, amen, it's Jacob, amen, that realized that I must turn this situation around. But in his sojourning, and brother, I want to just flip there real quickly, amen, going, brother, if I could, amen, to Genesis chapter number 28 and verse 11. Thank you for bearing with me because I know sometimes we jump around, amen. How many just appreciate the spontaneity of the Holy Ghost? <laughs> amen. And so with that Genesis 28, amen, it said he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took of the stones that place and put them there for his pillows. <laughs> so we started out, brother, with a chapter, amen, later on. But this is the earlier instance that Jacob came to. This is the previous situation. <clears throat> amen. Obviously, uh, he never uh, was introduced, uh, amen, to the dot com of my pillow. <clears throat> amen. He never met Michael. Amen. Obviously, somewhere. <clears throat> amen. <clears throat> and so he's using stones to sleep on. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder that was set on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angel of God ascended and descended upon it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and of the God of Jacob and the land wherein thou liest. To thee will I give it into thy seed. My brother, he didn't have to go sign some papers at a realty's office. <clears throat> he didn't have to get nervous whether the bottom line, amen, was a dangerous position for the pen. Lest in the small addendum there's something that would go amok. Amen. The God of the universe is saying thy seed in the dust of the earth and the spread abroad to the east and west and north and south. Amen. Thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And he says it again. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all the places where thou goest. Now we could get real detailed about this. Amen. But there's something that happens. Jacob awakes out of the sleep and he says, surely. Amen. Yehovah is in this place, and I knew it not. When I was setting up the pillows, brother, I didn't know, amen, that this was such holy ground. When I was putting the rocks together, I could never imagine, amen, in the knit of my mind, amen, to think that this was such an awesome place. Amen, brother, he said, I'm afraid. And how dreadful is this place with an exclamation. This is none other but Bietel, the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Brother, I want to, if I could, iterate tonight. Amen, that you look into the English in verse 12, 13, and 15. It says the word behold four times. Amen, all together. If you look at this word in Hebraic stance, it simply means surprise. It's the God of heaven. Amen. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's the God of heaven that came down and said, Jacob, I'm going to surprise you. And after every behold, study it out. Amen. He says something along these lines. Behold or look a ladder. Behold or look angels. Surprise God. Surprise I'm with you. So the man that's deceived, the man that was almost forced out of his home, the man that pulled the wool over his daddy's eyes, the one brother that seemed like everything was impossible and what we're going to do now. Amen. He's on a journey and all of a sudden God shows up and says, surprise, 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 surprise. Somebody's got to get it in their mind and spirit. Amen. There was angels ascending and descending, representing, amen, the very figure or theophany of God. Amen. So God was simply saying, amen, Jacob, you don't have to come up. Amen. I'm going to come down. It's the point in our lives, brother, where God surprises us with the immediate, amen, presentation of a miracle right where you are. I don't know how much prayer he had piled up. I don't know how righteous he was at the moment. Jacob was in a mess. Jacob was on the run. Jacob was in the middle of the midnight using stones as pillows and God shows up and comes near and says, come on, I've got a miracle for you and I'm going to use you and multiply you that's going to blow your mind. Somebody shout hallelujah. I feel in the Holy Ghost that God is going to place a ladder in somebody's dimension of supernatural. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is going to walk into your room. The Holy Ghost is going to come into your house. God is going to come near and touch you right where you are. Somebody say yes. Anybody with me in section D over here? Thank you, brothers. Anybody with me and be over here? Hallelujah. How many want God to show up over here? How many want God to surprise you over here? Somebody say, oh yeah. Look, look at your neighbor and go, whoa. Come on, you know what I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight? That somebody's gonna get a ladder, a Jacob's ladder experience. Oh, hallelujah where God's going to come near and turn the situation upside down and inside out. And brother, I feel in the Holy Ghost that if somebody, amen, has enough faith of the grain of mustard seed, that situation could begin to change right now. I don't have to wait till I get home. I don't have to wait till I put the key into the ignition. Something supernatural right now. Right now. Come on. On a Wednesday night in December of 23. How about some revival? How about a Jacob's ladder? Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Somebody shout hallelujah. Could you clap your hands under the Lord again? Oh, yeah. Woo! Woo! So let me just get down to it, brother. Amen. This is the man that's on the run. This is the man that has got some situations he's got to work through. And it's, it's as if God preempted his depression. God preempted the oppression. Jacob didn't even have to find a remedy. He just said, I'm going to sleep. 
Could I say this quickly, brother, just to give a little platform? Is this okay? Anybody way back there, could you give me a denominal nod somewhere? Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, look at your neighbor and say, stick with them, help them out. In the book of Acts, how many remember, amen, in that chapter number three, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. How many have memorized that scripture? Any Bible quizzers with us tonight? Amen. Oh yeah, there's one right there. Amen. What? There's two. There's three. Hello. There's yeah. There's four. Amen. I might hand them the microphone. Praise God. <laughs> but what are you saying, preacher? Amen. They went in according to the Bible. It would be about nine o'clock in the morning. Why did the Scripture give us this specificity? Why did it give us an exactness? <clears throat> Amen. Because according to what I understand, the Jewish liturgy of prayer at that time, and this is basically a matter of fact, <clears throat> amen, would have been the, uh, amen, the Adima. Anybody ever heard of the Adima? The Adima means the standing prayers. They would come into the temple. <clears throat> they wouldn't kneel. They wouldn't sit. They would stand, maybe shuckle, maybe whatever it is. Amen, but they were called the standing prayers. And here's a man that was lame from his mother's womb. <clears throat> Never stood on his own. And all of a sudden, brother, amen, I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold, but such as I have, give I thee. And all of a sudden, brother, he gets up and his ankle bones were strengthened. And what does the scripture say, brother? He goes into the temple, leaping, jumping, and praising God for the first time in his life. Others looked at him and said, there's another day. You'll never be able to do the standing prayer in the temple. But God said, not on my watch. Come on, Peter. Come on, John. And they went on and he stood with the standing prayer for the first time. But how do you stand still? <laughs> I said all that to say this. According to the same Jewish liturgy. Amen. It's Abraham. The prayer of Abraham, this is patriarchal. I don't mean to bore you with this. I don't mean to Judaize you. But according to what they believe, brother, and this makes sense, the Abram prayer, and then there was the Isaac prayer, and then there's the Jacob prayer. The Abraham prayer, amen, is the forging prayer in the morning. They call it the morning prayer. Abraham's the one that left the ear of the Chaldees. Abraham's the one that plays the trail. <laughs> Abraham, amen, is the one, amen, that issues the prayer for the morning. Bless this day right now. <clears throat> then it's Isaac. It's the noon prayer. It's the daytime prayer. Ask the Jews. Amen, it's the daytime prayer. It's the prayer that's connected to the morning. <clears throat> it's an Isaac that redigs his daddy's wells Abraham's wells and calls it the same name. He doesn't change it. Isaac is the governor of a continuity during all the day long. That's the daytime prayer. <clears throat> There's the morning prayer. Abraham, the issuer, 
the trailblazer. There's the Isaac prayer, amen, the governor, the right on, the leveler, the balance, the daytime prayer. Woo, doesn't change the names. I'm satisfied with the status quo of the tradition of the elders. <laughs> but, but then you've got Jacob, who from what I understand and the sages and the ages say, he's not the morning prayer, he's not the noon prayer, but he's the nighttime prayer. He's the prayer sister when you're troubled and darkness has come your way. When you're wondering and you're teetering and you're tottering and you're on the run and your mind seems to be confused and you wonder how, amen, the end is going to fluctuate from the beginning and is my faith going to fail or stand? He's the one that pulls rocks, amen, somehow toward his bedside, hoping that he can find the best comfort, amen, somewhere within his arms reach and length. He's the night prayer but it's the night prayer that God comes and surprises somebody it's the night prayer where God jumps out and says surprise it's the night prayer when the escalator of heaven comes down and says we're coming to you come on weep and may endure for the night but the joy of the Lord is coming silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee could you clap your hands Somebody get out of the aisle and do a little hallelujah right now. Let God surprise you. Let God wow you. Let God come in the middle of your darkness. Let him straighten out the confusion. Let him give you clarity in the middle of the night. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? Brothers, could you, could you get me a chair up there? I mean, I mean uh, uh, you both get just, yeah, brother, how about one of you get me some, get all of the, get all of the little napkin boxes, all of the tissue boxes. Here we, look at your neighbor say, here we go again. Uh, no, not that chair. Uh, no, I mean, one of those brown little chairs that disconnect from one of you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Brother, bring me all those clinics. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many sit with the preacher? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I'm not preaching real, 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 real long. So if you're waiting for the good part, it's happening already. Thank you, sir. Right in the middle. Here's Jacob. Thank you, sir. Come on, somebody give these brothers a hand. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Woo! Somebody, woo! Somebody, woo! <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I'm having a good time whether you are or not. <laughs> Amen. I don't come to the church to get bored out of my gourd. No, sir. I don't think you do either. No, sir. <laughs> Watch this. So Jacob, he builds this altar. Amen. And he pulls stones. Amen. To some, or, or, the, or this place of rest. And he, and, 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 and he pulls all the stones that he can get. Amen. And, and not good enough there. <laughs> My pillow's on the scene, praise God. Good things taking place and he gets all the rocks that he can. Amen. Let's build this puppy dog. Let's make it work. Oh my. Ooh. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And here's, here's, here's the pillowcase. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
That's brand new. That's impromptu. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> Look at that. I love these young people. <laughs> but you're going to see this. <laughs> so he's got all these stones. Amen. And then all of a sudden, God shows up. Now, brethren, just a little bit, I want you to go to the other Genesis scripture where we started the text. Could you do that, brother? Amen. He says, this is the house of God. And this is the place. And then what he does is he builds, after he gets up, he builds, amen, takes the same stones and builds, amen, an altar there. All right? Same stones, builds the altar. Amen. <laughs> and so I want you to see this. Amen. Then, brother, I know it's in here hiding somewhere. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going to spill it on the carpet, sister. Everything's okay. <laughs> I won't do that. I think this will tighten up. Amen. But amen. What he does is he takes that and he pours it over my pours it over, and the oil goes, hallelujah, and God dispatches them, ends up at Laban's place, all kinds of things happen, how many remember, marital frustrations, in-law frustrations, financial frustrations, all of these frustrations that are happening, amen, but something happens later that I want you to see, could you go to that later scripture, am I okay, go to the uh, scripture where we started out tonight, I think it's the Genesis 30 something, hallelujah, somebody say I'm with you preacher, Genesis 35 and verse number 9, amen, Genesis 35 and verse number 9 says this, God appeared unto Jacob again and he came out of Pandanaram and blessed him, somebody say again, Amen. And what happens, brother? And he came out there and said, God said unto him, thy name is Jacob, but now I'm going to give you a name change. And Israel shall be thy name. You went through the flood. You went through the fire. You went through the confusion. You went through everything. And I'm going to change your name. Hallelujah. And God said unto him, I'm God, I'm going to be people multiply. Here's the same thing, brother. He's given him a reiteration of all the miracles. This is what's going to happen. Amen. You're going to, you're going to multiply. You're going to have multiple blessings. Amen. The, the, the land I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and God went from the place and he talked, uh, uh, where he talked with him. God talked. Somebody say, God talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar. Now, you've got to understand, pillars were important in those days. Amen. They basically called them, uh, amen, what they called them was Mazibah. Mazibah. Mazibah are pillars called standing stones where they build them so when another generation comes, it's like a test standing testimony. Something happened here. That's why, brother, amen, when the middle of the Jordan and Joshua and the men went over, they did pillars on, in the middle that when there's drought coming, amen, you can see the standing stones. God will still send the rain. And then on the other side, amen, when you can't see the stones and the blessings are happening, you can still see them on the bank. So in the good times or the bad times, the stones are visible. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's standing testimonies. 
brother, I don't want to bring you there, but I think I'm going to have to go there in the next Israel trip or so. There's a place called, called Gezer. It looked like little nibs of stones that were sticking out of the ground. Archaeologists got a hold of it. They dug down and found out that these stones are somewhere around, amen, eight to ten feet tall. They found the place where they sacrificed children before in the Canaanite religion where people were now walking on that before. They dug it up and found these standing stones to a standing testimony, amen, of their contribution to their God with a small g. Now I could take you all the way through Israel. We could go ever and show you standing stones. This is that and that is this. So God's got a purpose in the stones that's standing at Bethel. Is this okay? We took a little history tour and now we're back in class. Somebody say yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I lost about 30% there. (laughs) Amen. So what are you saying? Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the place, amen, God, speak with him, Bethel, the house of God. What are you saying? If you will look at the earlier incident, amen, Jacob only used oil. But this time, after the fire, the flood, and the flame, the Bible says, brother, and I'm just going to use this, amen, the Bible says that there is a, what did he pour? A drink offering. It's not just a singular olive offering, olive oil offering, but this time it's a drink offering with it. And from what I can understand a drink offering is, it is taken from crushed grapes with its red-purple color. (laughs) And according to what I understand, brother, it can't be mixed with anything else. Amen. In its entirety, in its capacity, it's got to be full strength. And when you pour it out on something, it's got to be completely poured out. Brother, could you go to those Paul scriptures? I'm going to take you there quickly. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 6 and 7 says something that's very, very interesting. Hallelujah. How many still with the preacher? He said, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. (laughs) Amen. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Others will say that Paul was using a drink offering as an analogy. I am poured out and ready. And then there's Philippians chapter two, as he's writing to the church of Philippi. And then in verse number 17, he says, yea, and I, uh, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with all you. Again, the commentators are saying, Paul is using drink offering language because they knew what a drink offering was. If you look within the scripture, amen, there's all kinds of offerings. You got the pigeons, you got the rams, lambs, bullocks, you little suckling lambs. You got all kinds of stuff. But often, brother, amen, to give it as if it were a catalyst to embellish, to make it as if it were extreme intentional, they would add a drink offering to it. They would add along with the oil 
some wine. And after they poured the oil, they would pour, amen, or vice versa, but they would pour, amen, a wine or a drink offering to God. Amen, to make it or embellish it or as if it were a catalyst, amen, to uh, make it stick. First fruits. <laughs> to make it the best. So I'm, I'm preaching this, that after Jacob, in the first sense, he put oil to the first offering. My, here's the pillars, pillars. here's the ladder. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some oil to it. But after his life's experiences, after God brought him through the keyhole of the door of life, he comes back to the same altar and says, it's no longer with just oil. I know that I've got to give my very best. I, oh, hallelujah. I don't want to just sit in Pentecost and say, God, anoint me. Anoint the service. Anoint my family. Thank you for the vehicles. Thank you for the job. Amen. But somehow, amen, I've got to get a hold of the concept that I'm going to take, amen, my very best drink offering and I'm going to pour it out unto the Lord. Hallelujah. As a first fruits offering. And give it as it were a spiritual kick that says, God, I'm intentional now. It's not a Jacob that's lax. It's not a Jacob that's confused anymore. It's not a Jacob that's frustrated anymore. It's a Jacob with purpose. It's a Jacob. It's a Jacob that understands the trials of life. He's got the experience. He understands what's going on. And he realizes, brother, that the next time I do an offering, the next time I go to the house of God, it's not going to be second best. It's not going to be something half full. But I'm going to pour it out completely. It can't be mixed with anything else. It's got to be intentional. It's got to be everything. It's got to be first fruits. Oh, somebody say yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Brother, he's, he's, he's simply saying this, that the next time I come, oh, I'm sorry, sister, I'm going to owe you for a lot of Kleenexes. Hallelujah. But the next time I come, next time I come, I'm going to give nothing less than my anointed best. I'm going to be a Paul that says, I'm pouring out. Revelation says, don't touch the oil and don't touch the wine. You need that anointing. You need that fresh touch of God. But I've got to do my part. That says, God, I'm not going to give you some second best. I'm going to give you first fruits. You know what the 10% is? First fruits. Tithe. Offerings, hello somebody. Oh, somebody say first fruits. Amen, not some laxadale, little slice of Laodicean, something, amen, but well, amen, I'll give you kind of a bent lamb. He's got a busted ear and a crooked leg. Ah, amen, I want the very best from your flock. I want something that has no blemish in it. It's gotta be, come on, I gotta be able to totally pour it out on an altar. I gotta give it. My message to this church tonight, I feel this in the Lord, is that when you leave here on this night, you're gonna make a covenant with God that says, 
when I walk away from my altar tonight, it's going to have red stained stones. It's not just going to smell like oil. <laughs> it's not going to say, oh, man, we had a good service. Praise God. Let's go home and amen and have a pizza. And pizza and Pentecostals are synonymous. <laughs> amen. But this time around, we've been through the flood and the fire and the flame. You've been through 2020. You've been through some nasty ordeals. And I think God is pricking your heart and he's summoning you and he's luring you and, and, and causing you to know, amen, that if you're gonna really please God, you gotta give him a drink offering. You gotta pour everything out. And your worship has got to be intentional. Your songs have got to be intentional. Brother, you've already preached it, Brother Caleb. You've already preached it tonight. It's got to be everything. You've used different words, but you did. Hello, somebody. It's got to be your best. If God says you climb a pew and worship, you do it. If God says run the aisles right now, you go ahead and do it. Come on, somebody. If God says get out of the aisle, come on, that's it. Yes, yes, yes. Sisters, you got your lap over there. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Somebody shout yes. yes. When's the last time you gave 100% of you to 100% of him? Brother, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to bear down on you tonight. You saints are some of the finest in Pentecost. But I'm here to preach to you tonight that I can't just use the pew as an excuse to feel like my little goose pimple gets a goose back ride on another goose pimple. And I go home saying, oh my, that felt good. Thank you very much. And then we turn on gun smoke. Anybody with me? Oh, I know that's old stuff but I'm trying to just get you to see tonight when you pour out, when you're intentional, that's when the 50's coming. This is, this church's survival kit is to walk away tonight with red stained stones. Brother, can I say it this way? Right now, and especially 2020. 2020 has been an exposure. October 7th of this year is an exposure of the whole world. It's not just, it, 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 we had our 9-11. October 7th wasn't just Israel's 9-11. It was the world's 9-11. We see where all the haters are. And at the White House right now, something's gone amok, saints. In the middle of one of their celebrations called Hanukkah. Amen. I will support you until you're done with Hamas. What? <laughs> I'm not appreciating the way that you're handling, amen, all of the, all of the, you know, the innocence. That's what? They're the best in the world on handling that. There's a report that just came out that says, amen, our United States soldiers probably wouldn't have, amen, done any better or probably worse according to our rap. Hallelujah. Anybody with me tonight? We're living in a time and an era, and here I go again, that you can't just play God games and pretend this is a bless me club. You gotta say, God, I give the best to my wife. I give the best to my husband. I give the best to my pastor. I give the best to my family. I give the best to my church, and I give the best to God. Oh, come on. Somebody say red stained stones. Somebody say red stained stones. You gotta walk out with that color on them. You gotta say pour it out. I've completely given. 
What are you preaching there, brother? I am preaching the spirit of the first fruits. There's a difference when you crush the grape and you crush the olive. And we talked about the grapes, but the olives, brother, when it's crushed, how many know what Gethsemane means? Amen. In Greek, it's amen. Get, get, shimon. In other words, amen. A press of oils. It's crushing. Did you know, brother, that when they crush the olive and they put it in the bin, and I've seen some of these in, in Israel, Capernaum has one right over there that they dug up somewhere. It's like, wow, that's cool. Jesus might even have seen that. It's like, I like this. I like to lay my eyes on things that he would have seen. It's powerful. Amen. And there it is. Amen. You can see the stone that crushed. You see, with olives, you got to go down, amen, right to the core of an olive. <clears throat> you got to crush it. You got to crush the seeds. Because on the inside of the seeds is the virgin oil. Anybody ever purchase virgin oil at the store and it's more expensive? Why? Because you get the stuff that's in the seeds. And the stuff that's there, the very first fruits of the crushing. <laughs> They beat the trees and the olives come down. You put them in the grinder and they crush them. The very first part of that, the very first flow and the liquid that comes off, they gather that and bring it to the temple and they give the priests the first fruit to burn into the lampstands of the menorah that's in the temple. God gets the best first. Do you know what they do? Amen, brother, on the, the feast of first fruits? It's the barley harvest that happens. Wheat is Pentecost. This is barley. How many remember almost all year long there's harvest of something? Right. <laughs> Amen. And here is the barley. And they're not even harvesting the bar barley. They call it aviv. In other words, it, it, it's got to be just ripening, just about ripening. And they will go, brother, and they'll shock. They'll shock. They'll wrap certain, the priests will do this. <clears throat> they'll go out at night and shock, put a shock around and cut that. <laughs> and they'll put another and wrap around another shock of barley. <laughs> and another. <laughs> and another. <laughs> then they'll take it, shake it, bake it. <clears throat> and out comes some bread that they'll wave as a first fruits unto God during the feast of first fruits. You want to know what I believe, brother? No, this doesn't cross any lines. That when Jesus resurrected, and we often, amen, we'll just kind of blur right over this, but when he resurrected and they came out of the tombs and walked into the city, Jesus knows there's a major resurrection coming of every human being. There's a rapture coming. <clears throat> but Jesus went and shocked, <laughs> amen, some barley and said, here's the first fruits of souls. <laughs> I know that sounds strange. Study it out. <laughs> I mean, want me to spend 20 minutes on that. I didn't think so. But how many are getting this tonight? There's something about the first fruits in the yeah. scripture. Yeah. There's a feast of first fruits. There's the first fruits concept of the waving of the bread. Amen. Jesus, amen. Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. That means death, burial. He would not rot in the grave. And first fruits, he's the first fruits of the resurrection. And all of those were fulfilled prophetically. 
What are you saying, preacher? <laughs> There's something about the spirit of the first fruit. And that's what God wanted Jacob to see. Thank you for the oil. I will anoint you. And I want you to be willing to take the anointing. But I need something to come from you, Jacob. Amen. Called a, a, a drink offering where it's undefiled and undiluted. And you pour out everything to me. You mix that with God's anointing. Come on, somebody. You mix that with God's anointing and you're going to have explosive revival. It's got to be oil and wine. If you want a catalyst for the oil, you've got to pour out some red wine. You've got to leave with red stained stones. You know what it's called? 30, 40, 30. Can you say that with me? 30, 40, 30. It's a statistic that's taken since 2020 and all this exposure that I just talked about. What are you saying? 30, 40, 30 is 30% of the populace right now already believes everything they're told. They're like mummies and indoctrinated and they're going to do what they're going to do. But then you have on the flip side of that a 30% that says, no, 69 Not on my watch. I know what's going on. Holy Ghost gives us that. Inspiration, information, transformation, dedication. Anybody need any more? Hello, somebody. Somebody say yes. But right in the middle, brother, is 40. 30, 40, 30 is 100%. But there's 40% of the populace that's on the fence. And they need to be informed and they need to be pulled out of the fire and they need to have a transformation so that they get a revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Naosho has their 40%. Joplin has their 40%. But they ain't coming here. None of them will come here unless you leave with red stained stones. If they know that you, 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 brother, you're not going to fuss and cuss at work. Oh, no. You're holding the standard. Oh, yeah. Amen. You're a vivid example. You're a written epistle and read in a known of all men. They're going to say, I'm going to that church. And you're going to pull them out. And Bible studies will flourish. And God's going to bless. And you ain't going to have enough room in this church. Brother, if I'm not mistaken, there's just what, 60, 70% of the congregation here? You're almost full already. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and I know you're a little comfy. There's some spaces, but I'm simply saying, saints, amen, that it's time to understand that if we're going to get that next 50, amen, you're going to have to have red stained stones behind you when you're trucking for truth and you're trucking the trail. You're going to have to say, God, help me. There's red stains. I've given everything. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Shout yes. Okay, but can I have 10 more minutes? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Is this okay, pastors? Praise God. Is this okay, somebody? Oh, hallelujah. Might feel Holy Ghost in that. What are you saying, preacher? Amen. There's this, what is called the Ephesus effect. Somebody say Ephesus effect. 
Ephesus, the first church that's mentioned, lost its first fruits. And love was basically vanquished, diminished, taken out. And Jesus even said, because he said, you've lost your first love. You've lost that intentional, I mean business. I'm going to pray. I'm going to give my past. Hallelujah. He said, I'll take out the lampstand. If you don't give the wine, I'll take the oil. If you won't give your best, how can I retain the burning oil in your midst? There's a duality here. They depend upon one another. Don't touch the oil and the wine. Hallelujah. There's this incremental. Can I quote something from C.S. Lewis? Is this okay? Amen, brother. Let me quote it. I don't have it by memory yet, brother. But if I could quote this just real quickly. He said this in the screw tape letters. How many know what the screw tape letters are? It's a particular book from a demon's point of view. And in their uh, uh, Acropolis of thinking, amen, it says there, what we need to offer every Christian is an ever-increasing crave. An ever-increasing craving. This is one demon that's talking to another. It's like a head demon talking to another demon. And he says, we've got to give them an ever-increasing craving for an ever-diminishing pleasure. We've got to somehow make sure that, amen, when they start smoking, it's really good. But it's an ever-decreasing pleasure. Get the man's soul and give nothing in return. It's the danger of incrementally walking out of God's loving boundaries. What I'm trying to say is the devil wants to put the apostolic church in this position to have just enough Jesus to be miserable. And somebody's got to say, no, no. If I'm going to build an altar, it's going to have first fruits on it. I'm going to intentionally come. And I know you faithful saints who've been here, you're tired. Amen, your voice is wearing out. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Amen, some of you can't even figure out your bills because I'm too busy. Amen, you find out the lights are gonna be shut off tomorrow. I better do do something about this. Anybody with me? Yeah, we know God knows where you are, but you can't be in Ephesus. That incrementally loses us out. Ephesus, brother, out of the different churches. I've been to Corinth. I've been to Philippi. I've been into Thessaloniki or Thessalonica. Amen. Where they talked about the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead shall rise first and we shall alive and remain shall be caught up. A rapturous experience. I've been to that city and I was thinking of that verse and I thought, they heard this 2,000 years ago. It was just, it was was just holy cool. (laughs) Amen. To be looking at these places. I've not been to Ephesus, brother, but I've seen the pictures. It has one of the greatest. There's an agora. There's a street there. And can I say it this way? And I'm going to try to close. Somebody say my past. Somebody say red stained stones. And when I begin to study this, an agora is the main street. And they got shops. 
And people bring their wares and their carts. It's almost like a glorified flea market. They're not as inept or untech as we think they are. We've been to some places. If you go to Beit Shan, the house of Shion, it's in Israel. It's one of the most, uh, could I say, restored Roman metropolises. It would have been in Jesus' time. The disciples would have seen this, literally. They put up the pillars down the main street. It's just, they got sewage pipes underneath the ground. This is 2,000 years ago. The Roman pillars are made in such a way on a segment that with the earthquakes that they had, I mean, you can even stick a piece of paper just at the edge of them and get it on the inside. just Because they made them that if you have a little bit of rocking, it'll withstand. I mean, their ingenuity was just awesome. They had flowing and running water at places. <clears throat> it's, it's way more than what we think. Brother, they had for, for the gladiators and for the sports people. We've been in some of those. There's steam, <clears throat> there's steam houses where they had a floor. And the steam would rise up. And those Olympic people or those sports people, the Vikings and the Red Sox, <laughs> would enjoy the steam. And they'd take a scarf or a scrape and they'd scrape off that dead skin and sweat. And they would bottle it and sell it to the fans. They did it. If you think sports is <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I'll let you preach that next Sunday. Hallelujah. <laughs> What are you talking about, brother? This is Ephesus was like it was an Agora. They had the best there. And brother, you and I would bring our pot of clay jars and my wood park over here somewhere. Amen. Okay. Uh, for sale. Handmade. We love that kind of stuff. How many love flea markets without the fleas? <laughs> I love that stuff. Sister Locke and I have, we have antiques. We got an old 1917 crank phonograph in the house. We just let our grandkids hear it with the metal needle. <laughs> I, 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 we still have a song as I will cling to the old rugged cross. <laughs> it's cool. And they're going, <laughs> even my son-in-law was, wow. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I like those places. And, and, and so, <laughs> brother, when they had that, they said, uh-uh, the permit, the permit, there's just this nice stand here, and it's burning already, and you got to put buy a piece of flesh, and you put a piece of flesh on that, and the smoke of what you just bought goes up unto the God. You give your first fruits to the God, and then you can sell on the main street. Anybody ever heard in the scripture there where God says, I appreciate this, and I love this about you, and this is awesome? Amen. And, and you may have done this, and I don't think this is good here. And I think you even talked to the church of Ephesus. Amen. This may not be good. You've lost your first love. However, you didn't bow to the spirit of the Nicolaitans. How many know what that is? If you study this, I'm, I'm, I'm the Holy Jonah. It could mean that there was a man, a man called Nikolai, that they would follow his compromise. Could have been. But in Aramaic, Nikola, Nikola means... Amen. The eaters. The eaters. Those that would eat. Nikolai. Amen. In other words, brother, those, hey, 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 then we're all guilty, right? No. No, it was those, brother, that wouldn't mind eating or sacrificing the flesh 
even if they were Christian, <laughs> amen, so that they could sell their wares. Instead of the back street, if they didn't do the flesh deal, they had to go to the back street. Hey, I'm over here. And they would get half the business. Half the business. Amen. But if they'd sacrifice to the God and give a first fruit to something that's not Jesus. And Jesus said, amen, you, you, you can't do it that way. I'll have no part. That's the spirit of, amen, the eaters. You can't, I can't have that. And he talked about that. You can't compromise even on the main street of life and lose your first love. Your first love comes by the first fruits to the right God. And somebody's got to say, God, nothing less than my anointed best right here and right now. Could somebody lift their hands unto the Lord? Could you talk to him, amen, right now? In the name of Jesus, brother, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. John 1, brother, John 1, if you could, as fast as you could. John 1, please, 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 I'm, I'm almost done. John 1. I don't want to be a let us eat. I got to say, God, I'll take the back row if that's what it means, but I got to please you. In this world, I may not have the forefront, but I've got to be what I need to be. And so if I could, brother, what was it in John? Could, 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 could you go that John 1, amen, in verse Number 45, Philip findeth Nathanael, said to him, we found him of Moses and the law and the prophets, right? Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael come into him and said, oh, I have a hole in Israel in whom is no guile. My, there's no mistake with this, buddy. He, he's, he's prime, he's, he's primp, he's proper. He's an Israelite. Amen. Nathanael said unto him, whence knowest thou me, master? Jesus answered, amen, before Philip called I seen you under the fig tree and I didn't have a cell phone and I seen you there he says master rabbi thou art the son of God I love his receptivity something so simple you see me at the fig tree and he says you're God because you see me when you couldn't see me he was ready for the Messiah and so Jesus says because I seen thee under the fig tree, thou believest, thou shalt see greater things than these. Truly, truly, I say unto thee, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In other words, you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna understand, amen, brother Nathaniel, that I am who I say I am. <laughs> I will be the ladder to Jacob where God comes near. Two thousand years ago, brother, there's already a thousand-year gap. <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Nathaniel, <laughs> us. You think he's pulled up the ladder? Did he tell you, brother? No escalator for you. I'm sorry. No. God wants to come near to you tonight. Yes. Yes. Oh, somebody say yes. yes. Somebody say red stained stones. He wants to say, ladder, surprise, God, surprise, 
angels. Surprise. Somebody say wow. Say it backwards. He wants to take you, shake you, make you. <laughs> I gotta give him my first fruits, brother. Here's that little lamb. But if that lamb don't want to come, I'm gonna lasso that puppy dog. You're coming. Because you're going to the altar with me. And in the garden, of Gethsemane, press of oils. <coughs> the oil's there. You can smell it. The olives are there. As a matter of fact, brother, I did a study archaeologically, and I actually asked one of our tour guides, please take me there. Where is it? I've studied this in the Biblical Archaeology Review. It's got to be there. And he said, yes, it is. Took me around, and he went to a place where there was an olive press, where they pressed oils in the Garden of Gethsemane. It means a press of oils. So there was an olive press where Jesus prayed. And most likely they were in a cave. That's why, amen, the one, who's, the disciple whom Jesus loved ran out of the garden naked. Maybe not naked naked, but he was in his pages. Why? Because they were comfortably in a cave most likely. Jesus spent many days there. They were probably staying where the olive press was. I'm going to go to an extra 15 minutes for that. I didn't think so. But you've got, to get, you've got to understand, Jesus smelled the oil, stayed with the oil. He is the oil. Mashiach, Messiah, Christ, Christos. Oil, olives. That's what Messiah means. He is the olive. Whew. He is the anointing. It comes from all. It comes from above. But according to what I understand, when he's praying, and I know the picture's depicted, but whatever was hidden, the rocks, the stones, sweat like great drops of blood came down and dropped on the rocks and the stones. And when they bound him and took him to Calvary, he left that place with red stained stones. He said, I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give everything so that you can feel my presence on a Pentecostal pew. So that I can fill you with the Holy Ghost at home and you dance right near the kitchen sink. <laughs> so some of you brothers, you get a flat tire, you walk out of the car and just dance around the tire. God's got this. Anybody with me? Amen. The oil and the wine. And all of a sudden, brother, amen. Jacob said, I'm not leaving this place. Not until I poured it out. Amen. Upon the altar. Not until I've given everything less, nothing less than my anointed best. Completely poured out for the king. How many are ready to give everything you've got? Could you stand to your feet and say, God, I'm walking out of here tonight 
with red stained stones. Brother, I'm going to be so intentional. I'm going to make sure I read the word every day. I'm going to be so busy it's going to be hard, but I'm going to pull it from the scripture box. I'm going to have it on the radio if I have to. I'm going to have somebody spell it out for me. Amen. With a CD playing KJV all day long. Whatever it takes, I've got to have your word. I've got to have your blessing. How many can just find a place tonight? To say, God, I'm going to pour out. I'm sorry, I've ruined all your things. I want somebody. Hello? Hello? Somebody. You are home.